Welcome to the Alternative Prescription Podcast, where we use our experiences in healthcare, entrepreneurship, personal development, fitness, and relationships to offer you a unique perspective on how to write your own prescription for a fulfilling life. We hope that this podcast will be entertaining, thought-provoking, educating, inspiring, and fun. Our goal is that our conversations will give you the permission to pursue an alternative path, change your own narrative, and live your life on your own terms. All right, everybody. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Alternative Prescription Podcast. Yep, yep. yep. We're back. And, <laughs> yes, uh, yes, we you know, with a much lighter topic, uh, lighter tone. Yes. You know, just in light of some recent events and some of the momentum towards, um, you know, towards racial equity and yep. racial justice, we're yes. really um, trying to look forward, right? And yes. think, you know, um, you know, what's happening politically economically that's yes. that's awesome that's great yes. you know everybody keep keep striving you know yes. register to vote all that good stuff mm-hmm. but you know in the meantime you know we got to thinking and talking okay what can we do for Absolutely. ourselves how yes. can we help ourselves to move mm-hmm. forward how can we take advantage of this moment yes. to really kind of you know look in the mirror mm-hmm. and now that we kind of have more more leeway more flexibility yes. and and you know, the, the opportunities is there a little bit more. The window's a little yes, bit more absolutely. open, you know. T- totally agree. You know, I think, um, you know, in the last topic, you know, it, it sounded a bit of a po- like a polemic. You know, we just sort of went off because we had to, right? And, you know, B called me up and we talked about it. You know, what should the next topic be? What should we discuss? And we just kind of let a few weeks, I think a few weeks now, go by. So it's, it's been time to kind of have more perspective, right? How can we be more constructive? Um, how can we look forward, but at the same time, ask ourselves those very ruthlessly brutal, honest questions. How do we go forward from here? How do we take this moment, like you mentioned, and really kind of have that come to Jesus moment, that, you know, look in the mirror, you know, I know we're asking the world to sort of, you know, evolve and, and as they should. But at the same time, you know, we need to do some, you know, in-house cleaning, right? We need to actually ask ourselves some very challenging questions. And I hope that this, you know, this uh, conversation is interesting as usual. But we ask some fairly, you know, serious questions about all of us. How can we be better? How can we move forward? And this inflection point in this conversation with regards to race, you know, economic freedom, um, how can we as a community use this opportunity to really push ourselves forward, right? Because you need a vision, right? It's not enough to kind of have this sort of, you know, raw energy just all over the place and it's just like anger and rage and it's like, okay... You know, like, you know, and if you guys watch a Killer Mike speech, you know, it's kind of like, you know, it's time to like scheme, plan, plot, you know, and uh, we hope we have those conversations with this podcast and um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, we actually, uh, we're doing a new series. This will be uh, at least four or five parts. I'm not yeah. sure yet, but it's yeah. entitled Moving Forward. Yes. Yeah. So we're really yeah. going to look at, you know, how, um, 
you know, black people as a whole can can move forward in, yes. in different areas and dis- different Absolutely. aspects. I mean, economics, relationship, you know, how we treat ourselves, yeah. you know, fitness, career, health, career, health you know. You know how we date what do we find cool what is cool yeah you know stuff like that so yeah yeah so so with that um we're gonna dive into black culture yes so man black culture man you could you could have a whole phd dissertation yeah you could have whole seminars on this stuff because uh you know black culture is so so fascinating yeah you know it's fascinating because um I've been around the world from South America to even Africa to the Caribbean and, and, and so on and so forth. And it is shocking to me to sort of see, for example, like hip hop and rap, this art form that was formed in Brooklyn and New York in the eighties, be how young people represent themselves in fashion, how they talk, how they rhyme. And it's just, it's kind of stunning. And it's like, you know, we should get some kind of royalty for that, right? <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it's kind of crazy. But the culture is so rich, so global, so fantastic. But at the same time, um, you can make a point that it, it has been inimical to our development in terms of um, what we celebrate. Yeah, so I, I mean, we don't we don't want to you know downplay you know black culture in any Absolutely regards not. because I mean no I think what we've been able to achieve and. Um, you know, whether it's religion, spirituality, sports, music, yeah, entertainment, arts. arts, yeah, even politics now, yes, you know, absolutely. have been, you know, just really, really incredible. Yeah. And, you know, I think um, some of the, some of the world's foremost examples in a lot of these areas um, and just to achieve greatness is really, um, you know, black people have, have been there, you mm-hmm. know, so, so this is not to downplay any of any of that, but, you know. It's it's like trying to form a more perfect union. Yes, you know. So just just really trying to take advantage of this Moments. this time because, yeah. you know, I think, um, you know, black black culture has been a, a product of the environment of the of mm-hmm. you know years of slavery, yes. discrimination, yes. oppression, Struggle. systematic racism. Yeah. and I think now that we see the um, the window kind of shifting a little bit. Yes. It's a great time to really kind of reevaluate mm-hmm. um, some stuff. So I think one of the, the big things I've noticed, and I, I guess my, my experience was unique. I mean, if, if you, you know, maybe this is your first time you're listening, but yeah. uh, Lo and I, we are both um, Nigerian-American mm-hmm. immigrants. So, you know, we've kind of been transplanted into this yeah. black culture, mm-hmm. uh, if you will. But... Um, but I just, one of my memories from elementary school, Mm -hmm. um, just being someone who, you know, took my academics, you know, kind of seriously, it like, it it was just so, so stark, um, the, the way that most of the kids viewed, you know, education and school and learning. It was like, it was like, oh no, that's lame. You know, are you acting white? Are you talking white? And just, and it, and it seems so so you know so minor but it's so insidious you know this this association of of reading of learning of education of intellect with 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 occasions yeah yeah and and it's and it's just so so self-sabotaging you know it it is and no and and i know people have come talked about this in the past but i think we wanted to start with this because education 
is truly fundamentally the baseline, right? Like every indice shows if you get that part of the equation right, you at least have a chance to be in the game, right? I think we need to really, growing up in Africa where we, I mean, education is almost like <laughs> you have no choice. Coming to the United States where it was almost like, you know, it wasn't, especially in our community here, in, in, in the black community here, where it wasn't um, as revered or as celebrated or as, you know, pushed. It's kind of weird to me. It was a little strange. And I know there was a lot, you know, it, it, it was some consternation in my community here, in the Nigerian-American community here. Like, you know, what the heck is this? You know, you have a chance in one of the best countries in the world to get this kind of life. Like, why aren't you, you know? And, and I think we look back now and there are layers to that. It's very deep, but we need to start being very, very serious about education. And the notion that you were lame or you're not cool or you this and that, that got to go. And, oh, I, yeah. and, and I could point to even the music. Man. We need to, we need, we need new heroes. We mm. need new role models yeah. regards to that. Yeah, we could even point to the media, but before we even go yeah. in that direction, like Man, I was, God. I was just, I was just thinking about it. like if if Bill Gates was black, they would have called him corny. I know. If Warren Buffett was black, he would have been a lame in school. You know, I mean, I don't want to act like I'm all this or all that, no, but you know, it's true. You're um, being honest. Yeah, like I mean, some of the, the the coolest people, you know, in 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 school, in elementary school, in high school, might not end up in the greatest position. At least, no. at least from the the black side from what I've yeah. seen. I mean, that's just my experience, but... Yeah. Um, what was the English relationship you mentioned? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like, like the, the lamer you were in high school, at least from what I've seen, you know, probably the better off you are now, Today, 10 years later. It's almost you know. ridiculous. Yeah, but, you know, I, I think we really got to, you know, flip this whole notion of, of what's cool and not cool. Like, yeah. I mean, providing for your family is cool. It Having is. a good, solid job is cool. Very cool. You know, like being someone who can, you know, influence and lead and, you know, who has a, a platform and, you know, just, just just being a family man is cool. Yeah. No, I think these are, see, I, I don't want to get controversial, but it's almost as if we've gone out of our way to sort of paint what other cultures see as necessary good we kind of downplay it we kind of make it look lame and we we try to twist it you know and you know i i for example my little nieces and nephew when they come over and they speak and sometimes they speak in slang i'm like listen you could do that but you should actually know how to say this right way you understand because it will have an impact on you going forward in this country right we act culturally as if we are in power we act as if we have the tools of the, we have the, the, the gears, if you will, of the system. We don't. Until we get there through, I'm sure, economic development and things like that, we're playing on their playground. I hate to say it, we are. So if you think speaking correctly is lame, it's going to be hard for you to get a job at that. It's just going to be hard. Yeah. Sorry to say, but it's the truth. I've seen this, you know. Yeah, you gotta know how to code switch. For, yeah. for those that don't know, that's <laughs> that's you when you switch your whole your whole lingo depending you really on do. who you're around. <laughs> you really do. I mean, you in your world. Sorry to say, but these are things that I, you know, see. When I was a kid, I saw the the, the white kids can kind of 
dance in both spaces, right? Because in the end, they can switch back and be, you know, Becky, oh, you know, and be be Chad or whatever. Tyrone is Tyrone. And, and it's just going to be difficult for him because of the society we currently live in. Hopefully those things will change. But for right now, I think we have to have a much more focused approach to achieving our goals. And the first one B and I talked about was education. We cannot compromise on that going forward. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And I'm, I'm just trying to think about where that could come from. And I, I could be wrong, but just off the top of my head, I think and I always realize that, you know, young children are really susceptible to yeah. to images, to what they see, to yeah. what's, you know, like on TV or what what's they're hip. hearing, yeah. you know. So when you're not seeing a lot of, um, you know, black people that yeah. are in, you know, that are highly educated and, you know, business or politics yes. or whatever, when you don't see those examples internally, subconsciously, you're, like, you're like, that can't be me. Yeah. I don't look like him. So how could he ever relate? How could I ever get there? Yeah. Unless until you know, without seeing someone that looks like you yeah. in those places, you yeah. it becomes very difficult to imagine yourself there. It's so true. I mean, that's what made the Cosby show so powerful when it came out back in the eighties. I mean, it wasn't necessarily acting or the what I'm sure that was great too, but it was the fact that it was such a countercultural moment to see a functioning black family married, a lawyer, a doctor. And doing it like raising their family. I mean, think about that, that. That was that like revolutionary. It just tells you like where our mindset has been. And, and, and the fact that the media had kind of played to our weakness by constantly playing to this image that we are like animals and barbarous. You know, I don't see, I didn't see besides the Cosby show back then. There were no other images of us doing big things, you know. That's why just all these folks, Barack was a surprise. Like, wow, a black guy that can speak English. Oh, wow. For the rest of us, it was like, dude, that's my uncle. That's my friend. That's my dad. That's my teacher, right? But we don't see those images. They don't put that out there because, I mean, I don't want to get into conspiracy theories, but it just is supposed to, it's not supposed to sell. Right, because it's it's corny and lame. How is it lame? That's not what people want to see. How? Right? You know, I don't want to mention any TV shows, but how are those shows? How how is that helping the culture? I've always believed, if you're not helping, you're hurting. There's no middle. Yeah. So, so I I think it's it's that's a really big thing in, in the media, and honestly, one of the big reasons why. Um, we even started this podcast. Yeah. I, I remember uh, Lo was was telling me um, just just you know I, I guess growing up a certain way, having certain opportunities yeah. and, and privileges, you don't always necessarily realize. But you know, you just kind of tell me like, yo, you know, like be like, you know, a lot of people don't don't see people like you. Like people, mm-hmm. they don't see people like you and, and T or you know, like it's not it's not popular. It's not the narrative. It's like you know, it doesn't. And I was just like, I was like, dang. You know, it kind of it hit me. It occurs to me. Like, I, I stood on it for a couple of days. I even asked, um, you know, some of the younger folks. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, you know, do you feel like you have good role models to, to you know, to, to teach you stuff or yeah. that you can learn from? And they were like, no. I was like, you know, it, it really, it was really kind of a wake-up call it to is, me. It is true. You know, to be just be like. We, we need to reclassify who our heroes are, mm. right? 
And again, I have no beef with rappers and artists. They, they serve a purpose, I think. They've helped promote the culture. To, to what end? Debatable. But I think we need to reevaluate what we consider cool. What we consider, you know, what... What, what what a girl should look at in a guy and say, wow, he's like this. That's what I like. Not, oh, he corny. Really? Yeah. Why? How is he corny? You know, like we have, we, and, and these, these are like, these are tough conversations because it hits us where it hurts, you know? And this is, this is what makes us, like, this is kind of like what's poking our tire from the race. Like, we are hurting ourselves. Yeah. You know, other communities don't deal with this stuff. They just don't. You know? no, no, you're right. Cause the, I mean, you got to be able to to build. I mean, to ha- to build generational wealth, you have to have strong families. You yes. have to, you know, be able to to date well and marry well, Real and, and raise kids. Yeah, you know, like I, without that, it's just it, it, a, a broke broken link. It's, it's, yeah. it, it really is true because, yeah. and and it's is the you know you know B's married. I'm not married. And I'm like I'm looking towards getting looking forward to getting married because I realize now that. It is really one of the best ways for a guy to really kind of, kind of, grow his family with a sense of purpose, sense of mission, right? I think. I don't see it as a good thing if I had like four kids from three women, right? But people do that, like. But why would you do that? Like, what's the thinking behind that? Like, these are brutal questions, right? Being there for your children. I mean. This is your best chance to leave a legacy, right? This is the best chance for you to be a dad for them so that when they grow up, no matter what happened to you. Exactly. No ma- and that's the thing. This brutal you gotta, cycle. You got to end the cycle. You have to you know? end it. You know, yeah. like, I, one of the things I, I'm a, I'm a big Kobe guy, right? And I've been very tough on LeBron James. But there's one thing about LeBron James I would give him 100% credit for, besides the social justice stances, which I think is remarkable. But the fact is that he's like a super dad, right? I think that is, a, and he's married, and he's just to a sister. God forgive me, that's a great thing. It's a good, it's a good role model too. Nothing wrong with interracial dating. I have no problem with that. I have to say that. But I think just for our lack of seeing stuff like that, I think he has such a powerful um, imagery. And I think uh, seeing him, even though he didn't have a father growing up, mm-hmm. he's changed that. Yeah, you know. No, that that ends with him, you know. So, I think it's, um, and I think I think this also kind of speaks to the the culture at large, you know, the American culture at large, you mm-hmm. know, like the just the idea of victimhood and you know, yeah. blaming your circumstances, and you know, as much as your circumstances have have not helped you or yeah. put you at a disadvantage, yeah. at the end of the day, you're giving away your power yes. by blaming something external. Yes. You know, like, it's only when you take responsibility for something that you actually have the power to, to change yeah. it, you know? Yeah. Because it's so, you know, tempting to just complain because, you know, I mean, it, it becomes like a like a, like a bad habit, yeah, you know? Yeah, self prophecy. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, no matter what happened, you know, like, like, you know, get the resources, you know, read, yeah. read a book or yeah. two, watch, yeah. watch some informational videos, go to therapy, yeah. whatever the case is, you know, like. Give yourself a chance. And, yeah. and, and, and saying this, none of this do we um, give an insinuation that is easy. 
Mm-hmm. Right. That's we're not seeing that at all, and it's something that I'm dealing with. I'm, you know, and I think one of the things that I've found to be very helpful is just reading books, even self-help books. are great. You know, have a. You need to ask yourself, why do you think the way you do? Like, who put that in there, and why is that in there? Have you ever challenged yourself with these these conceptions you have about things, or is it because oh, it's on Instagram or social media? What is that? Who like. Like, these are algorithms put together by engineers to kind of, you know, we can go into that and, and, and okay. go into the deep end there. But the point is, there has to be a radical, aggressive push into self-development and trying to understand how did we get here? Yes, we can, you know, slavery and Jim Crow and all of that. But I think the more interesting question is how do we go forward? Right? How do we break the cycle? How do we say, okay, that was that, but this is now. Now we know this. Okay, how do we get economic development? Right? How do we form our own LLCs? Mm-hmm. How do we form? How do we, for example, get into the article you sent me about those brothers in real estate? Yeah. How do I meet guys or girls who are doing that? Right? How do I meet other girls who? can teach me if I were a lady what being a wife is like mm-hmm. right how to take care of a home as a man where do I go to meet guys who are married who have the kind of life I want to lead mm-hmm. and be shown and taught and poured into how what does a man look like what does this being a husband look like what does being a dad look like right and having these people to hold you accountable, like they, they should be this holistic approach all across the board, you know, um, for us to really do our own self-evaluation as we chart our way forward. Because I do believe that we're in a unique time. And I know those are cynical, people are cynical and say, oh, it's not different. But I do feel something is different now. I really do. I think that we want to put ourselves in a position to sort of all hands on deck, push forward, and from a policy point of view, politically, but also this podcast is about us looking at things internally, culturally, personally. How do we get better? How do I move from where I am to where I want to be? Right? How do we really ask ourselves those really hard questions? Because it ain't easy, right? You know, you're used to dating jerks, and maybe you say, you know what? It's not going to work for how I look at myself in the future. Maybe I want a partner who's into business like I am. Maybe I want a partner who's into healthcare or fitness. What about that business I want to start? Like, we need to have like this. We, we need to literally operate with some level of sagacity because the game doesn't change, as I say in the politics. The game is different now, and I think we have a chance to really, really do extraordinary things going forward as a community. Definitely, yeah. I mean, I think I think it's so important to reevaluate your circle. Oh yeah. Because you know, I, I heard this quote once, and I'm probably about to about to mess it up, but okay. it said, you know, look at look at the people around you. Like, yeah. are they are they you know are they lifting you up? Yeah. You know, if not, then your circle is actually a cage. Absolutely. Ooh, yeah, that's that's cold, but it's real. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and, and, you know, I think 
I think sometimes we hold on to these friendships. You know, maybe they're like childhood friendships mm-hmm. or, you know, it's like an old friend or, you know, you went through so much time together, this and that. But at the end of the day, like, you got to do what's best for you, what's best for your development, you know? Like, you might outgrow some friends, and that's that's okay, yeah. you know? Like, you might meet some new friends, and maybe y'all will just click, and, mm-hmm. you know, like, you've known each other for years. Like, yeah. maybe like me and Lo, you know? Exactly. No, it's, it's so true. Yeah. Like, I think someone said, if you're the smartest guy in your circle, get nervous, right? Like, one of the things that I've, I've come to realize, and again, meeting new people and having great relationships is a privilege, and I think... Um, you know, some people want to hold on to the past, and there's nothing wrong with that. But there's something wrong with that if it's preventing you from growing, mm. right? If these bad habits are clearly not working, but you stick with them. Because the consequences are brutal, man. Like, COVID-19 just showed us how vulnerable we are. Yeah. I mean, that's just, if that doesn't make you kind of go, whoa, from healthcare, from this, it's like, 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 we need to armor up, you know, in terms of our health, in terms of our economic positions, in terms of our politically being more involved. Like, these are things no one can get in your way. No one should, no one can get in your way with voting. They're trying with, you know, with this voter suppression, but we can push against it, you know. Um, I don't know if the video I sent you earlier with the guy in, I think it was Louisiana, and he went to the school board. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus, that yeah. guy was extraordinary. Oof. That was fire. I mean, I, I said to myself, I think it was a morning joke today. He's actually a preacher. Oh, wow. Yeah, he, he really is. He was but, quite eloquent. Yes, he was. <laughs> but the, the, point, the point I'm making is that you want the politicians and those in power to hear your voice. And the protest is fantastic, and I think that's been great. But what are the next steps, Right. How do we change this? You know, the, the, the Senate and the House are dealing with, you know, trying to form, you know, write a bill to handle policing and all of that good stuff. And that's great and all, but, like, we want more. We want economic development. We want opportunities. You know what I mean? We want a chance to play, in the, even on the playing field. Because, frankly, we've been playing with one hand tied behind our backs. Yeah. You know? And then the question is this. Are we ready for the opportunities that are coming? Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. Because one, one thing I've, I've always seen is that growth is uncomfortable. Very. It's always, always uncomfortable. And, you know, if, you know, if, if, you're, if your comfort is like the number one, your number one priority, you're not going to grow, no. you know? It, and, but, you know, the, I mean, the good thing is, like, the more you practice it, the more yeah. um, you kind of get used to it. Yeah. And... You know, I, I think one thing is you don't want to just end up around people that are reinforcing your own negative views. Yeah. Or like, you, like you have to question your thoughts. You have yes. to like think about your thinking. You know, Boom. Yeah. like if, if you don't actually like reflect on you know maybe like the decisions you made in your life yeah. or your or your thoughts at some point, you're bound to keep repeating the yeah. same patterns yeah. because you know I think I've read somewhere that like. I think over like 85, 90% of the thoughts you think on any given day are like mm-hmm. the same habitual yeah. thoughts that you normally think. So yeah. without, you know, any way to kind of step back and evaluate that to, to read that, yeah. you know, then you're just kind of stuck in these same patterns. Yeah. And, you know, like really the, the, the gift that God gave us, if, if you know, if, if I may, is 
human consciousness, right? Yeah. The, the ability to um, to assess ourselves, to, yeah. to look at ourselves and see ourselves, yeah. you know. And, and I think and what happens when you live the unexamined life, mm. you know, when you don't actually you know analyze your life and, yeah. and think about what you're doing is you're really no better than an animal. Oh, I know you're really no better than an animal, you know. And you know, I, I think I think so many times there's just this. Um, you know, almost this this arrogance that like, oh, you know, I got everything under control. Oh, I can remember everything. Oh, I don't need to write stuff down. Oh, I'm I'm this. I'm that. I'm this. I'm that. You know, and it's like, you know, it's it's, I, yeah. You know, I, I, some of the um, I think I've read. You know, a lot of the the great thinkers yeah. or the great people. People that that achieve you know great things, they all yeah. you know they all keep some kind of journal or some yeah. kind of notebook. They all yeah. have you know mentors that they observe or consult yeah. with because um, you know somebody said this to me many years ago and it always stuck with me. Like who's who's gonna tell you if you're messing up? Mm. If you're just completely off the tracks and wow. off the rail, who's gonna tell you? That's deep. Who's gonna tell you? And if you just surround yourself with an echo chamber of the same type of people thinking the Social same type media. of thoughts, doing the same type of stuff, you're only reinforcing your own thoughts, and y'all could all be running together towards the same ditch. And and and, and what does that ditch look like? Hmm. The prison industrial complex, hmm. early pregnancy, hmm. um, poor childhood, early development, yeah. obesity Divorce. crisis, divorces, no marriages, like. Yeah. These, for lack, for lack of a better word, uh, word, our lack of self-assessment. Hmm. You know, I had a friend of mine who would tell me, you know, you have to do a personal audit of your life every couple of years, like this brutal analysis. I think Ray Dalio's book, The Principles. Oh yeah, no, he's 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 oh his I radical, mean, his brutal he's, honesty. He's, he's he no. has this school of thought. Uh, oh yeah, Ray Dalio's, uh, I think, is a billionaire. R- really, quite quite brilliant. If yeah. You yeah, yeah, I think he was. Uh, uh, Bridgewater. Bridgewater, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And, and he has this notion in his book, if you get a chance to read it, it's called Principles of Radical, Brutal Analysis. You know, and, and the more ruthless it is, the better. And it's uncomfortable because nobody wants to be told that the last four or five years I've wasted my time with this girl or this guy or this job. But if that saves you for the next 30 years, damn. You know, stick with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And uh, the other day, I uh, he, he has an Instagram, so you know, Instagram oh, wow. is a, social media isn't all. Bad. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> you can you can you can, you can find some bad, you know, can find some good I stuff. Know. I'm not trying to convince you. Like, I know. <laughs> I, I, I know. I know you're doing your old school thing. But, old school. Uh, I know. Yeah, yeah. I saw Ray Dalio posted. You know, don't avoid confronting problems because they are rooted in harsh realities that are unpleasant to look at. There you go. And it's like, yeah. you know, when you just avoid stuff because it doesn't feel good or because yeah. it makes you question your, your friends or, or your relationship or your job. Your reality. Your reality. Your reality at its core. Your reality, man. It, 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 it is painful. And, and what Redalio is talking about is what we are hoping that we as a community actually do. These are not comfortable conversations. These are not easy conversations. But these are conversations that we have to have to move forward. Yeah. You know, we have to check ourselves. We have to stop and say, hold on one second. How did we get here? Okay, fine. Okay, this happened, that happened. No doubt about that, but how do we move forward? And I think that, um, you know, hopefully we've hit on a few points that 
trigger a conversation with your friends, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, in, in all, you know, black, black culture is really, really awesome and really Very rich. I- impressive. But, yeah. you know, I think I think if we were to, you know, let's say, I don't know, black culture was a person and it, and it went to the doctor mm-hmm. to, get a, a, to get a checkup. <laughs> yeah. You know, some of the stuff, you know, we pass with flying colors, absolutely. you know, creativity, innovation, resilience, yes, you yes, know, yes, 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 determination. Yes. Absolutely. You know? But other other stuff tenacity. Yeah, you know, but other other stuff we're just not we're just not is healthy. We, we are the lowest know? end of all the indices. I yeah. mean and, I mean economically, yes, family wise, yes. like you know, the community. So I think what happens a lot of times with um us black people is that we idealize the culture. You know, we we become a slave to the culture. You know, instead of idealizing you know, fulfillment, healthy relationships, um, you know, building each other up and helping ourselves. It's always the culture. Oh, that's not fly. That's not cool. Are you a lamb? Are you a square? Are you corny? You know, and it's just this reflexive instinct to always fit in and do what fits the culture. But the thing is, the culture isn't healthy. I mean, I hate to say it, the culture isn't healthy because look at how, you know, um, black Americans came to this country. Like I, you know, I read um, a book many years ago, elementary school is called Before the Mayflower. It's in essence, it's a history of, you know, black America from the moment the Mayflower (laughs) touched down on Plymouth Rock in the 1600s all the way up until uh, I think like the seventies or eighties, so like modern times, and it's it's there's nothing, um, you know, it was it wasn't set up for us to succeed. Like they stripped away everything when you know Black Americans came to, um, or when you know when the slaves came to America, they stripped away language. They stripped stripped away culture you couldn't assemble you couldn't read you couldn't write so this this black american culture that we've built you know over the years you know whether it's uh folk songs and blues and spirituals and hip-hop or you know the the food you know whether it's uh you know chitlins and egg bones and um you know things like that it's not necessarily healthy because we had to we had to take what was so bad, what was so twisted, what was so negative, and we had to turn it into good. You know, even the N-word, for example, such a terrible racial slur used by white people is now, you know, it's kind of been turned around by black people, you know, to be kind of a pejorative term of endearment among other black people. So, you know, throughout black culture, you know, you see these patterns and these threads of us taking, you know, a, a negative situation, a messed up situation, and, you know, really trying to make the best out of it. And, you know, it's not ideal, but it's it's what we had to do. But in order to really, truly move forward and, um, you know, build a, a, a culture where, you know, we can empower ourselves and you know, really set ourselves up for success. You know, I I think as we have this, um, 
you know, this kind of moment in history where, you know, there's a lot of uh, momentum, there's a lot of, um, you know, ideas and action behind, you know, taking more steps towards, you know, racial justice, racial equity, um, you know, through all sorts of different avenues. I think now is the perfect time to really, you know, re-examine uh, Black culture and, you know, you kind of have to, um, you know, for any aspect of the culture, I think you really have to hold it to um, some data tested standards, right? Like, is it helping us, you know, put more money in our communities? Is it helping us to build stronger and healthier families? Is it helping us to to educate ourselves and, um, you know, to, to do better um, education-wise so that, you know, we can have better opportunities and better better careers, you know? Like, I mean, I hate to say it, and um, but being fly and being cool, that's not going to uh, get us where we need to be, you know? Um, black people have the most, um, I'd say the, the biggest popular culture, but, um, you know, in order to really kind of cash in on, on you know, the the culture you know being so popular like we have to set ourselves up and put ourselves in positions to succeed and that can only be done by taking a really cold hard look at the culture so yeah. you know I, th- I think it, at some point we have to stop idealizing the culture and yes. really assess it for what it is yes. you know take and call the bad stuff out yeah call the bad stuff out yeah. you know let let's replace let's get rid of it let's keep the good stuff and keep the bad stuff yeah yeah you know like let's let us let us stop lionizing violence hmm. let's stop lionizing you know maladaptive behavior yeah no we got to reimagine the masculinity like like Black we, we, masculinity we just we just sure. do that's just another thing where like th- that that's a whole different conversation yeah. i mean it's, it's and, tough because and, 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 yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, we could talk about welfare laws that, you know, yeah. incentivize the man mm-hmm. to be out of the house. Absolutely. And, you know. He emasculated us. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and what is the role of a man in relationship yeah. in, in the community? And these are things that, I mean, I don't know any community of people where the man is obsolete. Mm. I just, I don't. Yeah. You know, I look at all, all, the, all the cultures of all my friends, the males have a major role to play. Exactly. And unfortunately, to a certain degree, for whatever, a lot of reasons, but... We've abdicated our roles in our communities, yeah. in our families. Yeah. Yeah. You but know. And, but to be fair, and as a counterpoint, yeah. um, I don't know any other culture where the women pride themselves, or when a lot of women pride themselves on being strong and independent. Whether one caused the other, or the other one caused the yeah. one. Yeah, chicken or egg. Yeah, chicken or egg. You know. Either way, it ain't working. Yeah, yeah. It's not working, and we need to be better. And 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 um, you know, and and guys, we have to get our stuff together. We just do, you know. We need we need to be better examples for our children. Yeah. We need to, you know, be better examples so the women can respect us, you know, and 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 uh, we can reclaim our throne. That's who we're meant to be. No, I I, I agree, and I think there's, you know, I I, th- I think marriage kind of gets a bad rap. Um, yeah, we go. True. Yeah, and you know, it's it's kind of seen as more desirable to just be, you know, you know up. yeah, you know, Rolling Stone, whatever. But it's so much more fulfilling to just build something. Yeah. Um, and, 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. All I know, and, and all the successful people I know, all my role models, all the books I read, it was a married. I, I mean, that's, I mean, I'm sure yeah. the other, but, but yeah. there's something about that, mm-hmm. that, I mean, for, <laughs> to say for tax purposes, when yeah. it's a plus. Yeah, I think financially, married yeah. men make the most money. Exactly. It's, it's, and they're healthy, you live yeah. longer. Yeah, create a you know generation pass pass down your knowledge Absolutely. create a legacy you know yep 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 that's that's real manhood oh yeah but uh yeah thank thank you guys so much yes, for tuning in yes yes i Ooh. hope i hope this is you know a bit more more positive not to say the last episode wasn't but this we hope that this kind of triggers this new series we're going to begin moving forward and um hopefully next time we'll look into economic development and wealth creation you know, interpersonal relationships, you know, building strong families and even fitness. And so there's a lot, you know, B and I have, you know, in store for you guys. So, um, but thanks for listening, man. This is fun. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to bring it to you guys. All right, cheers. All right, have a good one. Peace.